Welcome to the Empowered Homes Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to be a resource to connect church and home by growing strong families. Hi, I'm Bobby. On today's show, Brad Flurry and myself interview John Trent, author of countless number of family ministry books, but specifically on this uh, interview, we talked about his book, The Blessing, what it means to bless our kids and not curse them. A really fun interview with him. We talked about our families. We talked about life and how to practically bless our kids and what that looks like, the essential elements of blessing them with our affection, with our words, and uh, with our commitment. So it's really fun with him. You can get more information on The Blessing if you're interested. You can pick up his book anywhere <laughs> books are sold, but you can go online to theblessing.com and get a ton of information. There's an online course. It's really cool. And you can also find more about The Blessing on empoweredhomes.org. John, welcome. Hey, thank you. It's an honor to be here with you guys. Thank you. This is so, John, you have written uh, hundreds and hundreds of books, you know. <laughs> I, uh, somebody said I've written more books than I've read, which isn't true. Okay. <laughs> maybe, but, maybe. Uh, but uh, but out, of, out of all of them, um, today we're going to specifically talk about one, and, and it's more than a book. Um, it's an idea. Um, it's inherently biblical as well. Uh, but we're going to talk about the blessing. And uh, before we jump in and talk about what that is, and you know, in your book, you talk about the five elements, is can you sort of talk about uh, what led you to even write that book? Yeah. um, You know, that's a great question because uh, believe it or not, almost every book has a story behind it. And so I was uh, in my doctoral program. I was working at, uh, at the time it was called BBO Memorial Hospital. Now it's uh, Baylor Hospital uh, in the psych ward. And it was my first day on the job. Now think about that. Anybody, you guys remember your, uh, just think about any kind of job, you know, man, this is your first day, right? So I've never even seen a psychotic patient. And, and this is a locked in ward. So picture it's a 22 bed unit at the time. Um, and, uh, and then some outpatient, you know, things. And so, you know, I'm walking around and they're introducing me and then there's phone rings and the person goes, well, this is, you know, something you can do as a new intern. Uh, you can go down and admit somebody. So I walked downstairs and, uh, there's this family and it happened. It was a, actually a young lady that was a Wycliffe missionary that had had a, a complete break and um, this was, it wasn't a Christian hospital, but the two doctors there were, were Christians. And so they had, you know, that's why they were coming there. And so anyway, long story short is, you know, I, uh, they were believers. And, and um, you know, I, I pulled them aside and prayed with mom and dad and took her up in the elevator uh, to the third floor. Well, they didn't tell me as a new intern, you do not take the violent psychotic patients in the elevator. To the third floor, <laughs> you walk them up the stairway. Things you wish you would have known. Yes, and um, and you also usually don't make great eye contact with people on an elevator because that's creepy, right? You know, right. and a young lady, you know. So I never see the first punch coming. I've already broken my <laughs> nose twice, so it gets easier. You know, by the third one, I mean she she tags me. 
And, you know, she's trying to kill me, rips my pocket, I had a pen uh, in my pocket, she's trying to stab me, I'm screaming, she's screaming, and, um, and uh, you know, I'm sure they're thinking when the door opens, you know, another intern, and so people run over <laughs> and they restrain her and restrain me, because by now, it's a girl, you can't hit her, right. but you can't go anywhere in an elevator either, and so she had really, uh, really uh, beat me up. So, long story short is... Um, I get it all cleaned up, but you're there. You're there for ten hours. It's on a you know uh, your your uh, particular shift. So I go in and you know get get myself uh, put together. And I know it's kind of a long intro to say you know uh, what happened, but but uh, here's what happened. And it was just such a God ordained thing. Is I walk into the group room, and there's a, a young guy there, and about my age, and I'm thinking. You know, well, you know, he's probably an intern, and he got beat up his first day or something. And uh, so I tell him what happened, very consoling. And he reaches out, you know, and pats me on the shoulder like, hey, it's good. You know, you're going to do great. And his uh, sweater pulls back, and his wrists are bandaged, and he was actually a patient. But he helped me a lot uh, while I was there. And um, so we spent about four hours uh, just sitting in that group room talking about um, he had just received, he was in uh, uh, his senior year at a big college and had just received his first B as in boy, not D as in dog. Wow. And he knew wow. if he went home in his home, that meant that he had lost something. I mean, he couldn't, his dad was a straight easy. He had never, it was a, mm. it was a non-major PE course. And he had gotten the flu and missed too many uh, deals and couldn't withdraw. The lady wouldn't let him withdraw, and uh, so he wow. he ends up, you know, uh, you know she 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 takes the th the grade off and he tries to take his life. And that night I go home. The next morning, in the timing of God, at our Sunday school class, I'm teaching on Genesis 27. Now that's two twins. Remember that one? That's Jacob and Esau, yeah. and I'm a twin, and I I always like that. Uh, story because my mom always liked Jeff best, um, but my brother best. But but the point is is that I'm going through that story and one of the twins gets something, and the other one doesn't. And it says, and when Esau heard the words of his father that he would never get his blessing, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said, bless me, even me also, O oh my father. And he lifts up his voice and wept. And he repeats himself and says, do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O oh my father. He's asking for this. And all of a sudden, I'm telling you guys, it was like these scales fell off. I'd How many times have you read that? You know, yeah. a million times, right? Yeah. yeah. But all of a sudden, man, it was like I had a name for it. You know, what had pushed that young man to the point where, you know, in his case, it was life or death. Um, but bottom line is, is he didn't get the blessing. So this isn't a minor deal. In fact, can I tell you a quick verse? Please do. Yeah. yeah. So Deuteronomy 30, 19, you know, Almighty God gets the nation of Israel together just before they go into the promised land. And it goes, I call heaven and earth the witness that I have set before you. And, and here's the choice, okay? Life or death, the blessing, and it's singular. In some versions, it's plural. They go blessings, but it isn't. It's the blessing or the curse. And so do you see how that kind of lines up? Life with blessing, death with curse. 
And, and all of a sudden I realized, man, it is. This is now, in most cases, it's relational. I mean, it's not, uh, but, but I'm telling you, I, I began to then study this and and uh, uh, that that one thing led to another. It became it was my dissertation, uh, the first book that uh, I did, and uh, just continue to talk about it like I'm with you guys. Right, <clears throat> man, John. I think that's amazing how God opened your eyes for that. And the the great thing about the blessing um, is it's more than just a um, theological idea. Yeah, uh, it's something that's very practical but very powerful. Um, I know for Bobby and I, we, we, we've taught on it a lot here at the church that we serve and uh, try to implement it with our kids. And so speaking of implementing it with our kids, what I want to do is for a moment is during your studies is you realize there's actually different elements yeah. of the blessing. Can you tell us about some of those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, f- for example, um, you know, today it's controversial, you know, uh, but I can remember, there's only one teacher that I remember in grade school, except for the one, the only ones I remembered were the three teachers, we had, the, they had these long paddles, we used to get swats, like uh, the, today you'd go to jail uh, type of a deal, but back then, 100 years ago, um, so I remember all those teachers that used to just nail me, but then there was this one lady, and guess what she would do with every second grader? Uh, Mrs. Stevenson. I don't remember any anybody else, <laughs> and all the way even hardly high school. Uh, but as you, she would stand at the door when you walked in. Guess what she, Mrs. Stevenson would do? Give you a she, hug. She'd give you a hug mm. before you had to, before you walked in. And of course, if you're a guy, you had to do what? You had to turn sideways, <laughs> act like, eh, you know. And and uh, and I and guess where you love to go. Every, you know, in the morning. You, you yeah. remember her even to this day? Oh my gosh! Yeah. And and. Um, and so appropriate touch every time a blessing was given, then uh, that, that was one thing. It was the laying on of hands. In Genesis 27, please come close and hug me, my son, this dad says to his kids. And a grandfather lays his hands on the kids. So it's, it's, it's you know, husband, wife, best friends, Jonathan and David fall in each other's arms. Uh, and, and, you know, just before Jonathan goes into battle uh, the next morning, uh, that night, they, you know, these two best friends, warriors. But, but let me. But so let's go into the second one, which uh, you talked about the other day. Tell them, tell them something, because I, I hadn't really thought about it. But you just preached at Father's Day on something else that dads can do, which is the second element of the blessing, which is use their words. Um, but, but talk about that. <clears throat> in the Absolutely, it's just the, the power of words, and we talked that day specifically um, about dads, but really it's for. For parents in general, it's for spouses, you know, husband to a wife and wife to a husband. And uh, really the idea is when you look, um, John, in the, in the New Testament, the first time that we have the privilege of hearing God Almighty speak audibly, he doesn't give us a command. He doesn't say, worship my son, follow me, tithe. He doesn't say <laughs> any of that. The first time we hear him audibly speak, it's an intimate moment between a father and a son. He uses that to bless his son. Yeah, this is my beloved son. And um, so that's what you would do with the blessing is with your touch, with your words, you know, because you have to choose to do that. You've got two Absolutely. boys. Uh, and Bobby, I don't know, are you, are you married? Yes. Do you have kids? Yes, three. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a choice, yeah. you know, and, and so, uh, but we can use our words to attach high value. Um, and why that's so important is, is, is with, with our words, with our touch, 
and when we're pointing out someone's strengths, all of a sudden it can really help them really figure out, man, maybe there is something inside of me that God can use to really serve him. Maybe I've got a purpose. You know, it, it turns on a light. Yeah, my, my daughter, and this happened, I told Brad this a few weeks ago, um, she's five, and so she's figuring out how to manipulate her brothers, and, <laughs> and she just can be downright mean. Yeah. And so we caught ourselves, me and my wife, of saying, Chandler May, you were a mean girl. And God convicted me of saying, "She, that's not who she is. Like, I'm putting that word into her. Yeah. And so from now on, I told my wife, it's like, when we get onto her, we say, Chandler, you are not a mean girl. And yeah. here's why. And so that spoken word of blessing, wow. even in our mess up, now, like, we're, we're trying to correct that, of, yeah. of, of speaking that identity into her, of, of blessing her, saying, you are not a mean girl. And here's yeah. why. Yeah. So, and, and then also pointing out what it is that God is playing. You are so good at using words. Now, sometimes, you know, those words can be, uh, you know, if, if we go this direction, they can hurt. But if, you know, and um, so, uh, you know, get a toothpaste tube sometime with your daughter, okay? When it, it, but get one that's almost done and say, okay, here's what you do and put a dollar down, you know, uh, or five, make it $5, okay? <laughs> so put $5 down and then say, okay, honey, here's the deal. Um, if you can, I want you to squeeze out all the toothpaste tube uh, out of there, okay? And uh, we'll time you. And then if you can put it back in, then this $5 is yours. Okay, mm. ready, go. You know, and yeah. have her squeeze it out. And then say, and now what's funny is a lot of times with our girls, what they did was, you know, Carrie's real creative. So she, she you know, they're trying to stick it in with their little finger. They can't do it. So if Carrie puts it in her mouth and tries to spit it back in <laughs> and foams at the mouth. You know, it looks really funny. Um, but anyway, uh, you can give them a picture sometimes of, man, when you use your words, you know. But, um, well, that leads to the, to the last. Remember, there's meaningful touch, spoken message. You know, man, there's something God is, I see that the Lord has put in your life and that that links with a special future. That's number four. And then you you close it up with genuine commitment. Every time a blessing was given, um, it was irretrievable, irrevocable. It was it was saying, "Man, I'm gonna." These aren't just words. I'm gonna. Uh, you have great piano talent. Now, by the way, you know we don't have a piano. I'm not gonna rent one for you. You can't have piano lessons, but you have great piano. You see what you see? Yeah, you yeah. know you, you you know you don't just use words, but it's your actions that stand behind them as well. That genuine commitment. John, you know, one of the things that you've you've taught before is uh, for some of us, if we didn't receive the blessing, this may be hard to do. I'm trying to give something that I've never received. Can you share from just, um, you know, your, your, your counseling, your research, your teachings on, you know, the obstacle that can be, but also how people can overcome that? Well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, you know, you're exactly right. There's this guy named Simon Sinek, and you've probably seen his TED Talk on, you know, the golden rope. And his big deal is he draws a circle on a board, and, um, you know, what's the most important thing? And he writes one word in the center of this thing, and it's why. And let me tell you, when my dad bailed at two months old, and as I was growing up and, you know, never met him, you know, I must have asked why a thousand times. So I think what happens is now some people stay at home and don't get the blessing. And, you you know, you see these other you see these movies and you see other people and you're thinking, oh, man, you just know you're missing something. OK, 
But the why, so you're right, it can really, that can mess with you. But having said that, um, there's a great verse, Deuteronomy 23.5. It says, now the Lord your God, now listen to the repetition in this verse. The Lord your God was not willing that the curse, now the curse means subtraction, the curse rest upon you. But the Lord your God, second time, turned the curse into a blessing for you. To bless means to add, weight, value, okay? Because the Lord your God, third time in a little verse, loves you. So it is God's love. Once, I, once you get God's love, once you get his blessing, well, then you can all of a sudden not only deal with some of that own hurt, but you can give the blessing back to somebody even that they never gave it to you. Yeah. I mean, not that you lean into left hooks. You don't, you know, nobody's <laughs> saying be codependent and, um, you know, uh, I never let, my dad was an alcoholic. I never let him, when I fi did finally meet him, drive our kids in the car. We could, would never put our kids in the car with him. But I didn't have to dishonor him and try to hate him. Yeah. Uh, that's what happens that's so good. often. So you can reverse the curse. Yeah, but again, that comes through God's love. That's good. And you know, thinking about the blessing in uh, you know in your counsel and you know in your years, uh, what would you say to the parent who feels like man, they blew it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to that parent? Man, well, number one is they need to grab. We we just you know define getting old. Okay. So we just released a new copy, a new edition of The Blessing. And uh, it came out a long time ago, but this is the fifth edition. And with the on the cover is a new name, and it's Carrie um, uh, Trent Stageberg, who is our, that's our oldest daughter. So Carrie grew up, because that's the deal as a parent. I mean, here's Laura, our youngest daughter. Here's Carrie. They're very different. They look alike, but they're real different kids, you know. And Carrie, you know, just for whatever reason, she heard all these words of blessing, right? But just never felt like it really applied to her. And um, she went through a season of just wandering and hurt. And she's written six chapters in this new book. And I'm she she just nails it. I wish we had her on to talk about this. Actually, we ought to do that sometime. Let's get her on it. And, and talk about Be this awesome. because um, because I think some parents, you know, they're thinking, well, wait, this isn't some kind of magic formula. Doesn't mean they won't wander off, uh, but you know, train up a child, you know, and when they're older, they'll return to it. Is what it says in yeah. Hebrew, you know. And so, sure enough, that was Carrie after a disastrous season where we just felt like we lost her. Um, and uh, and then guess what? When they come back, you get to say. Uh, hey, there's one thing that's still here, okay? Now, you don't approve of behavior that isn't great, uh, but you don't have to not bless them. I, 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 I get so sick. I do a lot of stuff in ministry and with the military, but also with businesses, and I get so sick of these people that go, well, you know, I'm not going to say something positive to my kid. They're not where I want them to be. So I'm going to give the blessing to, I'm going to give, you know, the business to somebody. And, and I keep, you know, saying to people, you cannot, mo you know, you, the blessing needs to be um, something that it's, it's not something you really earn. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a, it's really a gift of unconditional love. And uh, so, you know, it, again, doesn't mean you don't, Discipline doesn't mean you don't, you know, um, you don't subsidize immorality. Nobody's saying that. But on the other hand, you cannot, uh, you, you know, it, it is God's blessing. You know what C.S. Lewis says in The Weight of Glory? 
He says, you have been, you know, it's like the acceptance of God, which is really his, is like a knocking on, all our life we've been knocking on a door, and finally it opens. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. Because yeah. we need that. We need it. Yeah. You know, and while yeah. we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, man, we need to bless even when it's tough. Yeah, that's so good. Um, enjoyed, you know, having you talking about the blessing and uh, Absolutely. If you're listening to this, make sure you grab a copy of the book. I, the, new one, uh, the new one. I can't wait to grab the new one. Yeah, that's that's going to be really good. One of the things I always, uh, with guests, I like to do, you know, parents are busy. Their schedules are nuts, and they may not pick up the book. They may not have time or think yeah. they have time. And so I always ask, you know, if a parent's listening right now, what is one thing they can do today to be a better parent? Like, yeah. do you have one piece of advice that they can, hey, I can do this today. You yeah. got anything? Well, you know, I mean, you'd think I'd say, well, go home, you know, hug your kid, tell them they're, uh, you think they're awesome, and one trait, one thing about them that you really love, you know, and I think that would be, that would be great. I mean, some of the kids are going to, you know, right there. I had a fireman guy where I had him do that. And he's going, this is stupid. He was in our Sunday school classes. But I made all that. We had got all the kids together and all the parents, and I had the parents bless their kids. And he's thinking, oh, this is such a waste. So he tells this one kid, his oldest, who's like seven, blonde, blonde kid. The whole family's totally, and a, and a little boy goes, um, as he's listening, he goes, Dad, do you really think that about me? And he breaks into tears. Wow. That's wow. <laughs> <laughs> so just something small like that. It doesn't have to be missile science. We call it the blessing challenge. Yeah. You know, just pick one kid and start, you know. Yeah, that's so good. Well, John, thank you so much for your time. And uh, listeners, if you uh, want more information on the blessing, you can go to empoweredhomes.org. We'll have a ton of resources and uh, things for you uh, on the website. Thanks, John. Thank you for listening to the Empowered Homes podcast. For more content and information to connect church and home, please visit empoweredhomes.org.